Okay, everyone, welcome to episode two of Jobcast with Job Crystal and Sasha Not. Sasha, welcome. How are you doing today? Very well, thanks. It's actually a really good day to record because it's the two day. I've just realized. That's correct. Two. There's a history in the making here. Yeah. And it's our second episode. It must all be a good thing. Yeah, 100%. Well, when, it, when people watch this, but yes, know that it was recorded on the 2nd of the 2nd of 22. <laughs> cool. Well, just to set the, set the tone for today's episode, I thought, you know, we could just quickly recap. In the first episode, we spoke about like attracting talent and, you know, thinking about the position before just posting it and, and making sure that one, um, you know, thinks about the, the description, the job description and, and writing it correctly. And we gave us some tips about that. And for today, we're talking sourcing and actually finding candidates. So really excited to do that. Um, obviously, um, links and, and things will be below. And you guys can please give us some feedback and subscribe and get involved. Um, so Sasha, first of all, um, the source, right, to finding candidates. Um, do you kind of just want to kind of tell us, I see you started by saying find, search, and source. So there's, there's kind of three different styles of it. But nuanced in their own way. Can you just kind of describe the, 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 the essence of today's episode? I think it's all the same thing. You know, it's, it's for recruiters, we call it sourcing. Um, you know, for normal people who are not in the recruitment industry, they call it finding um, talent. Um, so it's all, the, you know, it's the same thing as what's the difference between recruiting and hiring? You know, one's before the other, but a lot of people encompass the whole thing is in, is that one thing? So same mm. thing, find search, same thing, you're looking for a candidate to look at to decide if you want to uh, shortlist them and get them to the next process. So that's kind of what source find search means. Okay, great. And so if for any, again, for people that are in the recruitment, they'll understand that there is a long process. And like we said, planning ahead, job descriptions, and then sourcing, it's just another cog in the long recruitment process of finding the right person. Um, so just in general, when sourcing, what are some of the biggest challenges that you that you kind of have found um, in, 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 in doing that when looking for candidates for companies and so forth? I think that the number one is in the recruitment hiring process, what do you want to call it? It's the longest piece of it. So this takes the longest time, you know, creating your job description if you put your real mind to it, you can probably do it in a good half an hour to an hour. But sourcing, finding, searching, that can take, and everyone thinks it's quite it's quite quick, but it's not because it's it's searching on LinkedIn, then it's searching on a job board, then it's searching on a job portal, and I'll explain all of those. Mm -hmm. But there's so many different look that you land up spending lots of time on it without realizing because it's chunks of time every year and there. In our research, it took what when we had a look, it took about 24 continuous hours, and that's the process of finding, searching for people. And I think a big thing for us in South Africa is there's a skill shortage, specifically in IT. Technology has very short, you know, you can't find the Golang developers, for example, you can't find the right DevOps. There's now ML ops. You know, there's always a change in, changing title in tech and it's always, you know, <laughs> we often laugh or I do, we get job specs and they want somebody with 15 years of Golang. I'm like, hasn't been around for 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've heard that before. They look, you know, people that, again, haven't thought about their job descriptions when they started writing it and uh, saying something that hasn't been around. <laughs> exactly. So it's very important to start, like we said last, on our first episode, is that it's very important to get the job description right because it makes the searching easier and you know where to search. Yeah. And we all have done three types of candidates in the world. There's three types. There's those that are looking they're in your mailbox, they're on a job board, they're putting their CV out there, they generally have been retrenched or they are 
hating their current job or it's really just time to move on so those are active candidates really looking then you get the passive people don't know about your company don't know about your job they're sitting out there on linkedin or Facebook or Twitter, you're going to find them when you kind of do your call Boolean searches and all of those. And then you've got those that apply. Um, so for example, when I got retrenched the first time, I never wanted to put myself out there. You don't want to put your CV and your salary details. You know, you're quite private in that sense. So you get the third type of candidates who want to apply for roles. They don't want to be found and they don't want to be actively looking. They want to apply for the they'll read your job description. Again, so important, because if it matches to what they're looking for, they'll apply. So again, remember, there's always three types of people. So mm. it's, and they're all different and they all work in all different roles. Some of them, you, you want an active person. Sometimes a passive person will work. That's almost the old head hunting. All the people that apply who are very interested in your role, how you've described the role. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and so you've touched on a few things because we've spoken, you've mentioned the, the skills gap. We've kind of spoken about this a lot. Like there is enough positions out there not enough people with the relevant skills and then there's this point this topic that's been going around I think uh, I think since COVID um, I'm not that versed in the topic but the great resignation a lot of people I know in in America with all the helicopter money and all the free printing people didn't need to go to work but there's actually feels like there's actually uh, been a movement around the world around the great resignation including in South Africa do you have any insights in that because it's obviously making sourcing candidates quite difficult it is you know obviously people immigrate and now they're calling it semi-gates you know where they kind mm. of move to move to the where they've always wanted to live um which is just outside in a little dorky and they don't have to live in the big urban areas because they don't have to go into the office Mm. And we see it over and over again, those companies that do a more remote role or a completely remote role, get the better talent because there's more flexibility. Mm. People don't want to be, and also I was saying in the first episode, candidates have more power than clients do almost nowadays, where the candidates, because they've got the skills that everyone's looking for, they now get to choose, I want to work from home, I want flexi hours, mm. um, I want to go live in the middle of Timbuktu and not have to come into the office. So it gives the candidate the power, which also gives made that great resignation. They kind of candidates realize they had the, the ability. And I mean, senior candidates, we're not talking about interns and grads. Mm. The senior candidates had much more of a, been able to do the great resignation. I think in America, they're very stats driven. So you look at the great resignation, it was, you know, it increased by, it was 3%. So three out of a hundred people resigned. So it wasn't that high, mm -hmm. but we're finding in the market, there's a lot more people that have, that have moved around in the last two years. Obviously, COVID is one of them. Uh, a big part is that remote uh, part. A big part of it is semi-gates, where you can actually move to where you want to move to. Mm. Um, so it's a big thing in South Africa. And it's a, again, it's a big thing in the IT tech space. Yeah. Yeah. What they call Zoom towns. Hey? You can go to Grayton, live in the mountains and, uh, you know, <laughs> farm vegetables in your off time and be live a peaceful life, apparently. Um, us, yeah. Hopefield school you can't get into anymore because it's just the areas just they've never been full in their lives and now wow. you can't get into Hopefield I think it's a primary and high together it's so full because everyone because it's a boarding school crazy middle of nowhere yeah, that's crazy. Um, so yeah, so then it's quite interesting. You talk about the different um, the different types of of candidates that are out there. Um, well, headhunting what's your view on headhunting because it's for me a bit of a touchy subject not a touchy subject it's just very interesting like how you know bing, 
by the way, are you looking for a job? Just like, is there an ethical boundary around headhunting? So there's an ethical boundary in the recruitment, recruitment agency space. You know, I can't place you at my old client and then go and headhunt you away from that client. You know, there, there's those ethical boundaries mm -hmm. we don't touch. Headhunting's always been around. The difference was we now, people call sourcing because you can't really headhunt somebody on LinkedIn because the whole world can headhunt you on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, literally, I wanted to find Bobby. I would call him at his office and go, hi, Bobby. You know, um, I know you're at the office, but really like to have coffee with you because I want to talk to you about an opportunity. You know, it was kind of done really secretly around the door. Like you say, nowadays, I send you an email on LinkedIn and say, are oh, you looking for a new job? So it's kind of, it's much more casual and changed mm -hmm. now where it's not as as it used to be um yeah, yeah. we now find and it's you know it's strange we can find contact details nowadays um i can get hold of you on linkedin i can probably yeah. find a mutual friend we've got in contact in facebook so somebody can introduce us the world's changed so it's definitely now called saucy and not so much headhunting anymore mm, interesting and just kind of what is the, the the biggest mistakes that you're seeing from like a junior's point of view so someone that's maybe maybe an sme that's just like desperate for people or um, you know, maybe a young HR recruitment consultant that just, you know, that is new to the field. What are the common mistakes that you're finding that they're making and what advice would you give them in that regard? So there's, there's still, it's, it's, it's in every, every age, I think, I think it's, it's a now thing is, is we call it spray and pray. You want to get as many people in. So you advertise everywhere. That's Gumtree, Indeed, LinkedIn, and you're going from a very premium role, a premium portal to a you know to a free portal like gumtree where you're going to get very different you know what i mean that's quite a cold spraying and praying you want to know where your target market is and you want to go and target that market you know so if you are looking for a debtors clerk gumtree would probably work mm -hmm. but if you're looking for a senior cfo you definitely probably want to try linkedin mm -hmm. um you know, if you are looking for a tech role um, or a marketing or sales role that's quite diverse, you probably want to use an AI machine, something like Crystal that we've got, Job Crystal, which uses um, technology that kind of looks at almost all, you could say, 54 million people in South Africa. So there's different tools to use for different reasons. Um, and I find that the, the juniors do the spray and pray. They, they try everywhere and anything. Mm -hmm. And often SMEs don't have a budget. I think LinkedIn's quite expensive to advertise. So they generally try the free portals, but they try all of them. And that's, <laughs> okay. you probably get loaded in your mailbox with 98% of people who don't match your role. Mm. So it's like target your search instead of uh, spray and pray. Now, yeah. Okay, cool. So we've kind of touched on the different types of people. So we've now started looking at where to go. So, so that's kind of what you prepared for us today is to kind of chat about where do you go look for your candidates? Do you want to just touch on um, some of the, the, the graphics that you've put together for us? Absolutely. So let's chat. The, the, I'm going to start at the bottom one. It's actually personal networks. And that's a, always a good thing for SMEs to start in. There's a big advantage to it because obviously you can ask people, you know, I'm looking for a PA, anybody got somebody and you'll get a good referral. The problem is you often get your best friend going, hi, don't you want to hire my cousin who's been unemployed for 10 years and doesn't really work hard. And then it's difficult to say no. It was a great advice, but you're going to have to be quite good at saying no to the ones that you don't want. So it, it can break relationships there. Mm. The next one we've got are job boards. The gum trees, the Indeeds, completely free. Go put it out there. It advertises the role for you. It's a good place to start. Um, and again, they're free. It helps your budget. You just need the time to go through the applications because that is very much targeted at that third type of candidate, those that apply. Um, and then you've got Boolean searches, which is a little bit more 
advanced in the world um, and much more recruitment based. So it's using operators and and all and using double brackets and not, it looks almost like coding. So a lot of recruiters go like, sure, that's like quite a lot of hectic coding. It's not quite coding, um, but it gives you a good targeted search on Google where you're looking for somebody and you don't just look at LinkedIn, then you can look at a range of different websites. You can look at Google, um, which helps you with that. And then um, obviously you've got LinkedIn, everybody knows LinkedIn. The problem with LinkedIn is everyone's like, oh, it's the kind of be all and end all. It doesn't hold all professional South Africans in mm. South Africa. Um, it holds a very small minority of it. So be careful when you looked at LinkedIn, you're only looking at those people who have a LinkedIn profile. It doesn't open you up to everybody else. Um, recruitment agencies, uh, the really good ones are worth, worth every dime. They save you lots of time. They save you lots of money in the end of the day. They offer you a guarantee when that person starts. So it's up to the agency to make sure that they recruit the right person for you. So the good ones are worth it. And then job portals, you know, you've got people like PNET, Career Junction, uh, there's some new uh, AI ones that are out there as well using updated technology that candidates can either upload their CV or they can search it for you on an AI basis, uh, so that's what Crystal does in Job Crystal, or you've got um, other roles that you can kind of, uh, you, they do the job advert for you that also searches on the base, they search on one base for you, which is usually their base, a PNET base or a Career Junction base, it doesn't search passive talent base for you um so, so like i say on job crystal on the crystal side which saves the sme side they search all three candidate bases for you so it kind of gives you one tool to use rather than using all different tools but i always say for smes when they start out use your personal network you never know what you're going to get mm -hmm. and 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 like so have you seen like a different quality of, of candidates that come from these different different things so we you've, you've kind of mentioned linkedin uh, versus Gumtree but like you've also touched on the social networks but just kind of like what quality are you getting from the different people and how do you kind of manage to understand okay cool this source is getting me a, what I'm looking for how do you kind of manage that and understand like you're you've got a good lead here or this this avenue is doing well for me so it's quite strange. So, so in our business, we've got 23 people that work for us. We all recruit differently. One of us uses Gumtree, one of us uses Indeed, one of us uses a job board, one of us uses Crystal. We all use something different in different ways. Some of us use only Boolean searches, some of us only search on TikTok. You know, we all have a different method. So it's really interesting to see when you put a whole bunch of us on the same job and what we get, and we all get diverse candidates for that. So that's why agencies work well. You get a diverse set of what you're looking at and it's a very targeted search. We need, we know where to go when you're looking for a creative versus when you're looking for a financial manager. Mm -hmm. So it's just different what you get. So I found CAs on country, you know, as a candidate, if you don't know where to search, you'll go to the one place you know where to sell furniture or where to look for property. It just is what it is. So you never know where you're going to find your diamond. And like, it's called mm. a needle on a haystack for a reason. It's a very big haystack. Yeah, interesting. And kind of when you find a good candidate, like what is the, the like the ping that says, I think I'm on, I've got a good one here. Like what is the, the first signs of a good candidate? So generally the CV, you know, a, a CV, it's unfortunately it's a first impression if it's a really good impression which means it's a good cv it's detailed enough but not over detailed you know 12 pages of a cv is <laughs> it's a storybook you don't need that mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. three page four which gives you enough detail it's not a black and white it's got a photo it's got your updated mm -hmm. details you can see it's professionally done there's limited job hopping uh, COVID has created a little bit of job hopping because it's needed mm -hmm. um reasons for leaving 
that's your first impression. So unfortunately for all candidates, your CV is what talks. And unfortunately, LinkedIn is a CV. So you need to make sure your LinkedIn profile is done professionally as well. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's what the, you know, the, 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 the recruitment agencies and the like are looking. They're looking at the CVs, they're looking at job hunting, and they're trying to look for red flags or green flags. Exactly. You know, if I look at a LinkedIn profile that says in 2009, I started working at pick and pay and pick and pay is spelled P and P or lowercase. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and that's, and that's got the first thing. There's a red flag, you know, so I'm probably not going to contact. You haven't even had the, the detail or the the motivation to update that. How Mm. well are you going to do in my job where I need Mm. your attention? So be very careful what you put out there. Okay. And um, what's your view on cover letters? I'm not a fan. <laughs> okay. But I think I think that's just me. Um, and, and I think there's quite a lot of us on the recruitment side that don't love cover letters. We look at so many CVs. So like I get about 500 CVs into my mailbox a day. I can't look at all of them. So a cover mm. letter is just too long to read. Um, and majority of people hr people that are hiring and they're getting so many applications they can't read the cover letter mm-hmm. so if you make it a it looks like a infographic i'm reading it if it's uh, a long that, letter ooh, i like that idea a little infographic i mean that's that's kind of the world we live in now no it's very interesting because i i mean i remember when i um was searching a couple of good couple of years ago now and like cover letters was a thing like they wanted to they wanted you to write a cover letter and stuff and um also in some of the recruitment I've done, you know, you ask them to write you something and then you, you know, you're, you're hiring a copywriter and there's grammar mistakes everywhere. And it's like, okay, red flag. <laughs> um, but what's also interesting is that I also found that, um, I don't know if, the, you know, going back to the great resignation conversation briefly, but um, I, I actually noticed some of the big companies, uh, I won't mention any names, but they seem to have a better uh, retention of, 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 of candidates. I saw people with nine to 10 years at one company. I was like, wow, that still happens. Yep. Yeah. There's still gold watches out there. Um, yeah. There's, you know, there's some companies that managed to keep their staff and, and there's two parts to that. Obviously some companies are doing something really well. You know, they're moving mm-hmm. with the times they've moved to hybrid, they've moved to remote, they figured it out. And then there's some companies who have got the candidates that don't want to move. There's lots mm-hmm. of people who, never want to change their jobs. You know, I've, I, I used to work with a really, really, very, very highly intelligent IT guy. He's still at the company 21 years later. Mm. And he's, he's brilliant. He could work for the Microsofts of the world, but he's happy where he is. Mm. So you get the two parts. So sometimes it's a company who's doing something well, and sometimes you just get that candidate who's never yeah. going to leave. It's not always it's very interesting. All right. So going back to, to kind of the AI element of it. So you guys at Job Crystal have created a AI, an AI tool called Crystal. Um, but do you want to just kind of talk about the trend? Um, there's a graphic that you've put together for us as well, just kind of touching on, on the impact that AI is making in the industry. Yeah, so you know, lots of people say number one AI is creepy, like it's weird. <laughs> but we use Siri, we use um, Alexa. Um, that's pretty much where where the world's going. AI is not going to overtake every single job. You know, there's there's a stat from I think it's the the World Economic Forum um, that says that you know the, there will be millions of jobs lost, but there's going to be millions of jobs created, more jobs created than there are lost. Um, and that's crucial to understand is that AI is going to work for you. Um, you know, I talk about to, to one of our, our developers quite a while ago, where if you could put all the shopping malls in your area, and this is a girl thing, but you're looking for that one red dress, 
if you could have every red dress on mm. an app an ai could tell you you prefer long dresses with mm. long sleeves or whatever it is it would be able to show you and it would save you so many times and so many blisters going through shopping mm. malls mm. so ai works for a lot of people in a lot of different ways so why not get it to work for you when you hire and like i said mm. find certain course takes the longest time if ai can do it for a whole lot quicker for you why not so how is crystal doing that if you if we just want to touch on that quickly how is the, the way you've built crystal how is that helping um you know smes to 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 search how if they you know sign up and everything what benefits will crystal specifically in sourcing how would it help them that's so going to help them in time purely time um and obviously time equals cost so we're using your job description, like we said, when you would start where you finish, you've got the mm. right job description, literally give it to Crystal and say, find me people that match this job description in South Africa, you can pick an area if you need to or pick remote. Um, she'll bring you 10 candidates, so she'll bring you from the active side and from the passive side, like we explained earlier, those two types of candidates, mm -hmm. you'll get in your mailbox within minutes. So that's at least you've got your first search all done and sorted. Then over 30 days, it looks at all the applicants that apply. And like I said, when you put it out there in the world, you sometimes can get so many applicants, you can't read all of them. Hmm. Crystal will only be the ones that match the job description. So let's say you're looking for a financial manager who you want has to be a CA. You'll only get those people who apply, who've got a CA, who've been a financial manager with X amount of years experience as per your job description. Those will be onto, into your mailbox and in your job portal. Bob's your uncle. You've now got your full search source and find in your mailbox. Yeah. Where was Crystal in 2008 when I was in recruitment? Um, hashtag. <laughs> um, so cool. So just to finish off, you have some tips um, on, 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 on sourcing and finding um, candidates. So you just want to kind of touch on those for us? Yeah. So I think, you know, source, finding candidates, it's all dependent on four things. How much time do you have? You know, if you've got lots of hours, then try everyone. Try personal networks. Try uh, AI, try job portal, try job boards, try everything. Go see what you, what you can find. But that depends on time. Mm. It depends on how much money you've got. You know, agencies are probably the most expensive. The least expensive is Gumtree. But mm. Gumtree is going to take a lot of time. So you mm. need to work out where, where your time and where your budget lies. If you're looking for the needle, you're going to be searching forever. Don't make them tick every single box. So job descriptions I've seen can be seven pages long. No person in human humanity can tick every single box. You know what I mean? They have to have 10 years experience and the system and have gone to varsity mm, and mm, have mm. experience. That kind of stuff, you're never going to find anybody. So I often feel sorry for the HR people who are searching for the line manager because they don't know what the line manager will accept. You know, if I found an absolutely perfect developer who didn't have a degree, would they look at them? So it's always difficult on what you're searching. So be very clear on what you're searching, but almost compromise if you need to, because if you could find the right person with the right attitude and they're missing one system experience, you might be able mm. to use them and train them in that mm. system. Mm. That's where the teach comes. You need to decide what you what you can balance between the skills and experience of what you need. Mm. That is a big thing. What can you teach? I actually really like that point because it's sometimes forgotten and uh, and you know when we talk about the skills gaps there is this teaching element that needs to be put in and kind of maybe companies need to create a culture of teaching that maybe isn't isn't there and should be there you know um because you'll find a diamond in the rough they just need to be polished and given that opportunity and we often hear from smes they're like 
but I've got to train them and I don't have time. If I train them, what if they leave? And I'm like, but what if you don't train them? Yeah. And you just have somebody who's not trained up. So we need to have a human side sometimes. Yes, train them. And if they leave, it won't be the end of the world. They'll be better for it. And so will you. Mm. But most of the time, if you train them while they can do their job better, you're happy, they're happy, long-term employee. Mm, exactly. Kind of gives that loyalty as well, um, which is interesting because it's kind of... Um, yeah, it goes back to the conversation about how COVID has made people kind of jump around a little bit. But I think maybe if you invested in them that have that loyalty to, to stick around and, 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 you know, kind of fight the fight with you because that's what you want to build. Yeah. So any last takeaways before we say goodbye and another episode of Jobcast? Um, yeah, I think you know, if fine search and, if fine search and source is, um, like I said, the longest part of the recruiting method if you can do it fast and smart, you've definitely got a winning formula. Um, mm. So, so make sure you've got your your hiring down tact and use which platform or which person or which way you want to do it. Um, but it does change per role, and you just always need to know that. Perfect. Thank you, Sasha, very much, and uh, great insights there yet again. And I look forward to next week's episode. Thank you for joining again. Perfect. Thanks, Bobby. Okay. Bye. Cheers, everyone.